Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top shelf equipment and designers for broadcast concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know this is your most important event. It is their goal to make sure you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LD at Large Podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting as well as columnist for PLSN Magazine. I hope you're all enjoying listening and reading. Uh, I've been sitting at home these days, uh, hanging out, spending a lot of time with my kids. We we built a hockey rink in the backyard, so we all go skating, and then that melted. And then uh, I just kind of sat around and kind of had a conversation with my wife that we should kind of find other things to do with our friends. And I recently moved to Canada, so I don't really have a lot of friends here. All my friends are kind of in the entertainment industry. And so when I'm out of work, I'm also out of friends. So that kind of led me to start thinking about what if that was true with my family too? What if I only got to hang out with my family when I worked this, that led me to think about uh, people who are working with their family and have been starting corporations and businesses with their family in order to kind of hang out as much as possible. And if that's even possible. And so I reached out to a good friend of mine, Ruben, and he, he was able to point me in the right direction. And I found exactly what I was looking for. I am talking to three members of YC3 Lighting Design. Today, I'm talking with Yamil Sharif, Khalil Sharif, and Elion Sharif, all of YC3 Lighting Design. And they are all brothers, and they are all basically working in the same industry under the same umbrella, and they were all brought in by their father. And I'm going to have a little discussion today and see what that is like to have an entire family-run operation so welcome to the podcast today, Yamil, Khalil, and Elion. I really appreciate it. Thank, hey, Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. So, so I'm going to start with you, Yamil. We'll get this started. Your father is the one who brought you into the industry. Is that accurate? Yes. He, he brought me and, and Elian at the same time. We were... Uh, we, we moved to Miami from Argentina, and that's how I don't remember exactly how he didn't want it though. He didn't want it. No, we didn't he want it. He was that. like, You guys, you guys are not doing this, you guys are going to college. Yeah, which uh, I tried to go to college, I didn't make it, I didn't even make like one semester and I dropped out. Yeah, I didn't even, I never, <laughs> I never even tried because we were like 15, 16 when we were already making real uh entertainment money, so it was hard to to like you know, to, to do anything else. I, I never worked in any, any other job besides, you know, like, like part of time with friends just to have fun, you know, but never took any other job seriously. So yeah, or that uh, got us in. So Elion, how old were you the first time you started pushing cases or working on moving lights? Mm, the first time, uh, I think it was on the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami. I must have been like 17 or 18, probably probably around 17, I would say, because I remember I didn't even I didn't even finish high school. But before that, I mean, before start before we started to push cases, we 
my dad took us to the gigs and to the um, warehouses ever since we started to walk, basically. So we've been hanging around the warehouses and uh, behind stages ever since we were uh, we were toddlers. So you've never known any different. This is, for most people, their parents are not in the industry and then they end up having to surprise their parents. Like, oh, by the way, I, I kind of like theater. You had the complete opposite experience. Definitely. I wanted to be a biologist when I finished high school. But um, I realized uh, with over time, I realized that, um, that that wasn't for me. That wasn't for me. The moment I stepped on a stage, you know what I mean? You know what I mean when you step on a stage and you look up or you're in an empty stadium and you look around you and you feel it inside you? The, I felt that. I felt that and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Some people have been a little more contradictory or just to be rebellious. They would stray away from whatever it is that their parents did thinking it was uncool or you know, just trying to separate yourself from your parents. But it definitely sounds like you did not have that reaction. Not at all. Not at all. For me, it took time to actually develop the passion that I have now for, uh, for LD, for, for programming at least. Okay. Um, like I said, when I finished high school, I wanted to be a biologist. I always loved science, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I thought I wanted to do. But <laughs> as soon as soon as I hit college, I was like, "This is not for me. This is not." I never liked school. Never ever liked going to school. So you finished high school in Miami. Yes, I did, and, and then I I uh, went semester? on to college. I did one semester in uh, Brow- Broward Community College, and then I dropped out. Dropped out. <laughs> took, took a couple of classes there, and I was like, "No, no, no, no!" Uh, I need to get back to the stage. Yeah, at least try it, you know. All right, Yamil, was it a similar experience for you? Did you try anything else, or was it? Uh, did you already learn from Elion that that uh, this was your path? Uh, no, I, I knew from the beginning that I didn't want to go to school, man. I, I was, uh, I mean, I, I, I really took the passion for from the industry from a really young age. In, in I always knew that that I wanted to 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 do this. You know, I never, I, I, my, our dad took us like Elian said to theaters to backstage. Uh, we did a, we'd run follow spot in festivals when we were in even tall enough to reach the follow spots, you know, where we had to like flip the case and stand on top and my dad run the board and we were, I always loved that, you know, and, and when I was in high school and I would beg my dad, like, come on, take me to a gig, you know, like, and, and if, as soon as we started doing this for real, uh, I knew I wasn't going to do anything else, but in the contrary now, I want to go to school and now I want to study architecture and now I want to, I don't want to change careers. I just want to go to go get more study. Got it. So now you're, you're doing it all backwards. Now you want to go to school yeah. and learn more. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that theater can do for us and, and lighting as a general, we can kind of open up our eyes and we can kind of travel the world and see what, what options are out there. You can kind of see that, yeah, the the whole world isn't nightclubs and shows all the time. Yeah, for sure, man. Yes. So Khalil, after Yamil and Elion took this path, you kind of had no choice. You uh, you were kind of forced <laughs> forced into this, yeah. So for me, it was a little bit different because I, I mean I'm eight and nine years younger than them. So I did go to college for for a little bit longer. It might run in the blood, uh, the not being good at school thing. Um, but I went to college in Tallahassee. 
Uh, and then I wanted to move back to Miami and keep going. I was studying um, sports science and I, I was kind of jumping around, not really sure what I wanted to do. Uh, and in the meantime, to get through college, I took a job at a warehouse as a stagehand. And I was there for about a year. And naturally, uh, I got into programming through them. They, I mean, they pretty much taught me everything I know. Um, and I fell in love with it then. You know, I still remember being a little kid and my dad, you know, letting me touch, uh, letting me bump the bar, the bar cans at uh, shows. But it wasn't for me. Like, I remember even when I was in school, I was like, you know, uh, this isn't my thing. I didn't want to do it at all. It's not until I started actually programming that I realized, oh, like this is what I enjoy doing. You know, uh, programming was what I mostly lean towards. If I could sit at home and just program, that's all I would do. Yeah, that's something that changed in our industry too. Because back in the day, you couldn't you couldn't be a programmer per se and dedicate yourself only to programming because that was only a small part of the of the shows themselves. You only spent at least in Argentina, you spent a little time programming, only maybe two or three days. And uh, that's it. But nowadays, with the tools we have, we know that we it's going to take weeks just to program a, a, a tour, or maybe months sometimes. So that's kind of a, I think, the door that opened up for us with time. Because I, uh, I, I'm on the same page as Khalil, you know. Uh, like I said, the passion developed through time. When I first started doing this, I did it because I needed a job, and I uh, just started doing it. And uh, but over time, uh, you, you start realizing that um, we should we should be grateful for what we do. I think that being being a second generation uh, LD makes us like uh, lose the big picture. That you know, you sometimes we take it for granted because this is the only thing that we know. This is what my dad has been doing my whole life. So sometimes you uh, forget about that. And now I realize that I'm very lucky to have the job that I have and do what I do. Uh, travel the world and, uh, you know, meet with artists and musicians and uh, really cool people. And that's uh, what you said at the beginning. I can really relate to that when you said, uh, when I'm not touring, you know, I don't have any friends anymore because uh, that's, that's uh, you, when you, we work, we don't we, we don't have uh, colleagues. We we actually make friends all the time. I can, you know, I, I, every tour that I did, uh, I worked out with friends. So that's, uh, that's, uh, I miss that a lot. <laughs> I miss that a lot. 100%. Yeah. That's something that you and I have in common. Like I grew up in California and then I moved to Las Vegas and now I live in Canada where like, I just don't have the opportunity of having those friends that I went to school with anymore because they, I mean, they're all, all, they're all over the globe now. So for me exactly. to have one of those long time friends who will be there with me through thick and thin, I still, I mean, they still exist and they're still my friends but I can't reach out to them and have a poker game or anything. The only friends that I've had poker games with in this last decade have been the people I've been on the road with. There you go. Yeah. 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 So I think we um, all relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Yamil, how old were you when you moved from Argentina to Miami? I was 15. I actually, my birthday was on the plane. I mean, I we flew from. <laughs> <laughs> that was that shit was fucked up. I told That's my rock dad, and roll I, right oh, there. I tell my dad all the time, you fucked it up. Like, how couldn't you fly one day after or two days after? Like, he flew, <laughs> we flew the night of April 12th, and of course, it's an eight-hour flight. So overnight, it became the 13th, and I arrived to the to Miami on the 13th. Yeah, but the the 12th was cheaper, bro. That was a cheap uh, that the was cheap a ticket, dude. Or something happened there 
I don't know if they didn't do the math or what was what was it, but <laughs> it, I, man, I hated that. But that is some production manager shit right there. It's like totally, oh, totally. I'll give this boy the cheapest flight I can get. <laughs> totally. Man, like I give the, he never answered to me when I tell him why do you fly on the fucking 13? I got kids now. <laughs> he did it on this, purpose. <laughs> I, I, he laughed, you know, it doesn't answer the question. He's like, ha ah, ha, yeah, I remember. <laughs> you know, he never answers the question, like, why in the fuck did you fly the 13? You know? So yeah, 15 years old, the day of my birthday was the So you're in the same situation. All your high school friends are in Argentina and they're right. nobody's gonna follow you to Miami for nah. unless they're in the industry. Right. Like, yeah, for those friends that you make in, in elementary school, middle school, and uh, even a little bit of high school that I did over there, which I I mean, some of them in Argentina, you always stay in the same school, most likely. And when you change, uh, as you change grades, uh, all those friends change with you. So it's more of a, of a, of a tight relationship with your friends because uh, you don't change classes as you do here in the U.S. Uh, mm -hmm. You stay with the same 30 kids for yep. 12 you years. You have a letter. You have a letter and that's it. A, B, yes. C, D. And a, if you B, get C. the C, your bodies are going to be the same all, all throughout all, um, middle school life. and high school. Right. So those, I'm still in touch with them. I mean, the most of them are, are like brothers to me, you know, and, and I keep uh, talk to them but yeah i don't i don't uh, i didn't have the opportunity to 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 see him often as i want so when i came to the u.s i didn't want to come here i was so upset with the fact that my father wanted to move here and 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 i told him as soon as i'm old enough to fly back i'm going back and that's what i did uh, i flew back when i was 18 19 okay i had that work out it was great. I mean, for two years, I worked over there. You know, I, I married my wife. I got my son was born over there. And when my son was born, I I felt what my father was going through. And I came back to the States. I realized that it's really hard to raise, I mean, to do, make a family and be successful in, in Argentina because of the economy being so... Uh, change you know it changes so much like one day the dollar could be equal to a peso and the next week you wake up and it's a hundred times that you know and so you cannot plan for your kids ahead or you can but i, I couldn't at least so mm -hmm. that's what my son was basically the, the the main decision when i talked to my wife at the moment like hey we have i always have opportunities to come here because i always was offered tours and stuff to do in the u.s so i was like hey should we go back and i mean you, you want to go and she said yes and we came back over here okay you didn't fly your son on his birthday no back to i Miami, did, did you? I, no I you learned, have a heart yeah no, <laughs> man. man i don't i still don't know why i'm gonna find out one day and i'll let you know <laughs> and uh elian you were able to make a living in uh, argentina you're yeah. still there correct i would say yes i was able to make a living but it wasn't I don't have any Argentine. I have one Argentinian artist that I work with right now, and okay. she's an up an up coming hip hop artist. She's really good. But every other artist that I toured with came through Yamil's uh, company through YC3. Okay. So the the actual international tour that I do with big with big artists, they come from the USA, and okay. I'm I'm the only guy in Argentina that's able to do this. I'm a very lucky guy. You know, if you want to be an LD, Argentina is not the place to live because 
that's like being it's like being a it's like being a marine biologist and living in in uh, I don't know, in the middle of uh, uh, you know, Bolivia or yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, you okay. don't have you don't have there's a year of being an astronaut or living outside of the year, not even not being close to a space station. <laughs> so basically, the the state it's like the the place to be if you want to be in the show business, at least in my view. It's you tough to be do, a Tibetan astronaut, I would imagine. It's the same thing. It's the Got same it. thing, you know. It's, 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 we don't have any astronauts in Argentina. We don't have any uh, big lighting companies in Argentina. We don't have okay. big. Pro- we don't have big production companies in Argentina. So, uh, when when you, you actually we talked about this before you, we, you started recording, you said the last time you came to Argentina, you came with a. You had to bring down from Brazil equipment because we we didn't have it in here. So mm-hmm. e- even if they do come to Argentina, they they have to bring the equipment over. The training is um, it's uh, I, I would say that if you want to go and uh, work in the big leagues, you have to try to make it to the states and try to uh, get in a, an American company at least for a couple of years, and then maybe you can come back to South America. But if you want to make it to the big, big leagues, you got to try to uh, have a little bit of experience working in the States, I would say. Or UK. Yeah, or the UK. Yeah. Or, or Europe. Or uh, Yeah, yeah, of course. But I still I still think that America is a – if I was an LD uh, um, that didn't – was uh, did I, if I wasn't born in an LD family and I was like, okay, my, my dad uh, is, uh, you know, an engineer and I want to be an LD, I would try to get to uh, – an American company, or, or uh, maybe study uh, some production in a, in an American university or something like that, one hundred percent. Because I think the, I think I mean basically, most of the I know that the biggest uh, consoles are not American; they're uh, German and uh, like Jamil saying, the um, English uh, English companies mm-hmm. from the UK. But I think that the method, the working method that Americans uh, developed. It's unique. You, yeah. you, Europeans and uh, Asian productions, they copy it from the Americans. And we yeah. try to do the same in South America. We try to copy the uh, production logistics down to the T. It's unfortunate because Argentina has no shortage of parties. There's plenty of events going on. They're just... Yes. And the, the size, is the skies and scope are, are not far away from American scope. I mean, you have plenty of events that involve 20, 30,000 people. Is that right? Yes. Yes. We have big festivals. We have a uh, big uh, uh, electronic parties. We have um, theaters but, all over, all over the city. Well, the theater, the hundreds. theater industry, I think I would say that's the biggest industry. There's a hundreds of theaters uh, cramped up, you know, in a small radius. But uh, they are. I, I worked in theater for a couple of years. I, I did a couple of uh, of theatrical things. I actually worked in a theater as a technician for a year and a half, um, and I got a lot of experience and I learned a lot. Uh, that's definitely that's definitely a good place. But I think that if you want to do, I, I think that if you want to have experience as a as a, as a touring uh, LD, mm-hmm. you're gonna have trouble. With uh, you know, trying to reach that place, if you if you if you stay in Argentina, it's it's tough. It's really tough. Okay. Um, and I think that now, as of maybe the last ten years, we've had some growth in 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 lighting companies, and we had some 
imports. I'm talking about fixtures. Like, right. like if you, I'll give you an example. If you want to, if you come from, uh, let's say that you bring that you write or ask for a JDCs, JDC one, or maybe an airtone fixtures. We don't have any airtone fixtures or any GLP fixtures in Argentina. So if you wanted a JDC one, which is a pro, which is a uh, a fixture that you see all the time in most touring uh, shows today, uh, you're not going to get it in Argentina. You're going to have to bring it with you. You're not right. going to get it in Chile. You're not going to get it. Maybe you'll get it in Chile. Maybe there's a couple of them there. Maybe there's like 20 there. So we're talking a handful of fixtures of JDC ones in the whole of in the whole region, you know? Okay. No Diablos. <laughs> no, Diablos. no Diablos in Argentina. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work on that. For sure, man. We need him. I love those pictures. <laughs> so are you going to get uh, at least a, a knockoff version of them? Or are you just going to get a color blast that's been through three different venues? If, if I had to choose? Yeah. Um, this is what, a tough one. What are you most likely going to get if I asked for a JDC one in Buenos Aires? You're gonna get. You'll go. You'll probably get like a, a Chinese a, a SGM. No, no, no. We have like a, a SGM. <laughs> what? What's the P sevens? Q five. Q five. They have Q five. The okay. We have Q5. some of those. We have knock. If you want knockoffs, oh, we, have, on, we, wait, we have hundreds of those. <laughs> You got like five or eight. You're not gonna get a hundred. You you you're not gonna get it. You're not. No, you're not gonna hit a hundred. You're not gonna hit a hundred. That's the problem. That's actually that's uh, usually the problem. They don't here. have Mac auras. I mean, like we have. Aura. Like, come on, man. Like, you yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to imagine, but the numbers are very small. I would say that uh, in the whole country, in the whole country, there's probably about twenty-five uh, grandma to full size. Or okay. thirty, maybe, maybe twenty-five. Okay. You, we have about maybe forty, or I don't know, maybe I'm saying too much. Like thirty-five uh, light, um, grandma lights. Okay. And then that's it. If if okay. you look at the states, um, I don't know, PRG Orlando must have like a hundred of them on right. in the warehouse alone. Right. So it's right. a different, it's, it's a totally different scope, totally different level. All right. So one of the things Yamil just brought up that I have seen happen before is it doesn't matter what I put on a rider sometimes. I'll get offered a, some sort of a, a hybrid fixture, a beam a hybrid. Pointy. Yeah, you get, you get offered a pointy as a, as a wash replacement, a Rovi pointy as a, as a wash replacement. And they'll, they'll legit offer you that, yeah. And I think it comes down to, well, it has a frost, so it's it must be a wash fixture, right? That's why they say. Okay. And that, I can only imagine that comes down to utility. If you're going to get a fixture down there, it has to be a, a hybrid of some sort. It has to be able to do everything in one fixture. Yeah, that's what they look for. I mean, the big companies, the, I mean, the Argentine companies, basically, and as owner because uh, I speak a lot to the owners of, of companies over there. And basically what they look for is a fixture that can do multiple stuff. You know, they will look for fixtures like um, that, that are, that are able to have color mixing. And at the same time, they have a frost and this, uh, how big is the zoom? How uh, can I stroke? Can I do this? Can I... Basically they want a little fixture that weighs little, that doesn't spend too much consumption and does everything in the, that they, that they can provide for every, for everything else. So, okay. That's what they look for, basically. Okay, 
Cool. That makes perfect sense. Uh, I think that's a little bit of a tangent. I really wanted to fill you guys on, on more what you guys are, your experience, but thank you. That's great information. Getting back to the topic at hand, uh, did you guys ever consider going into production management like your father? And let's start with uh, let's start with Khalil on this one. Uh, I had like a, a couple of months where I might have uh, played around with the idea, but no, I don't. I don't think so. Unlike unlike our dad, you're talking about. You know, we did the opposite of being rebellious. I think we were rebellious in the fact that we did lighting, and he didn't want us to. You know, uh, because we actually we we love that's lighting. How far, that's how far you had to go to be rebellious. Yeah, I, I mean, like he wanted us to stay away, I think, from the industry completely because he didn't he didn't enjoy lighting. Uh, I think he likes production managing, but uh, he didn't like the industry, you know, as a programmer or as an operator. Uh, and the three of us, the difference is we love it. I mean, uh, again, personally, I, I love programming. It's something that I didn't think would happen, uh, but I love everything about the industry. So, so yeah, no, I, I think this is pretty much uh, all, I'll, all I'll probably ever do. Um, I don't, I don't think I would go into production managing or even, even if there was more money into another part of the industry, I, I, I just like what we do too much. I mean, we get the most amount of, uh, flexibility. I think we get to travel, uh, we, we get to make good money doing it and we have the most amount of freedom, I think, as far as our workflow, how we, we choose to work, you know, uh, and I think we can manage our stress a lot better because of that as well. Right on. Cool. Elion, do you feel like you ever got a leg up in the industry because your father is in the industry? Yes, definitely. I think definitely. that I think it would be a wasted opportunity if you didn't. And I would be lying if I said no. So I got to be honest with you. And yes, especially at the beginning, um, when they first uh, meet you, they want to know who you are because um, they're like, oh, this is, you know, my dad, is, he's a known dude in the industry. He's been around uh I would say for, okay. for 40 years. So as soon as people found out that we uh, wanted to do this, we, we, we got jobs. We never struggled to, to get jobs. Once that you get it though, you have to, you have to step up to play, you know, you can't just uh, use the last name to, uh, and uh, get away with shit. Actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I remember this one time, um, we were working at the James all night theater and, and, I think it was like my first or second show that I was uh, uh, just hanging lights with, with my dad. And he was like, uh, you have to, your only job now, we have the union working there. So I, I didn't have to do anything really. He's like, your only job is to make sure that the union doesn't break anything. That's the yeah. only thing that you have to do. Just check, check that the union, not, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't do that. I had to get my my hands on, uh, <laughs> And I had to, you know, I had to, I started doing, you know, casing the fixtures and hanging them off the lights. And I, and I accidentally bumped into a case. Somebody put a, a Max, 600, Max 600 on top of a case and I bumped into it and I dropped it to the ground. I just absolutely destroyed it. I destroyed like a Max 600 in my second gig. And my dad, <laughs> and my dad told him, actually, he told me that I had to pay for it. And I actually paid for it. He made me pay for it. And I, I paid for it. When you're when you're 17, you don't have any money. You have to pay for the for the repair of Max 800. You remember that. So yes, I got I got the jobs because of, because of my you know I I was uh, my father's son, but then I struggled for with a, a lot. Of, I spent years in the industry thinking about what else I could do because I wanted to get out. 
at the uh -huh. beginning. I, I wanted to get out. I was the same as Khalil, and uh, it took me some time to actually find my uh, sweet spot and say, "Okay, this is this is it. This is what I want to do." So, but yeah, <laughs> sure. sorry and for the long for the long yeah, answer, but yeah. But also, I want to add to that that he because it happens to me a lot that a lot. My dad is like Eliance is well known in South America or Latin America as an LD or a production manager, and a lot of people expect you to be as good as him or similar to him, you know, in, in a way. And I'm totally, I'm totally um, different in a, in a lot of, in my, the way I speak, the way I am, I'm, I'm completely different as my father. Uh, and, and it's hard sometimes when people see you, they expect for you to act like your father. And I curse a lot and I do stuff that my dad wouldn't do, you know? And, and so people like get surprised like, oh, your dad wouldn't do, you know, wouldn't do that. And, Uh, so it has goods and bad. Some a lot of people expect to hire you, and they think they're hiring a, a little uh, Daniel Sharif, you know. And and at the beginning it used to happen more. Now I'm 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 known uh, for the way I am, so it doesn't happen anymore. But back in the day, it used to happen a lot. Where you have to like uh, be, you know, people expect a lot from from because only because of the last name, you know. Oh man, so uh, it, I guess it's. Both are true. Like, yes, it's it's beneficial to have your dad's name there, but then you have to work twice as hard to separate yourself from your dad's ethics and his workflow. For sure, 100. It's like it's like imagine if, if I don't know, I'm gonna just throw names out there, but imagine if you have uh, a little uh, Bas Halpin son, Leroy Bennett son, these guys son, and you start hiring them, and you think that you're gonna get a little Leroy Bennett or a little Bas, that ain't gonna yes. happen. You know, you you just hiring an, another dude that is. You know, is we are. That's basically what it is. I mean, but when we get a job, uh, they act before when we were younger. Because I, I've been like, I don't know, almost 20 years into this. But when I was younger, they were like, "Oh, are you Daniel Sharif's son?" Even in my credentials, sometimes it will say like "Little Sharif," you know, or stuff like that. You know, like they will, they will do that stuff. You know, like like they will, they will put like charifito. You know, that in Spanish is like mm -hmm. similar to little charif. Mm -hmm. You know, the, I have credentials in, in, that I save with that name on it. You know, expecting you to be a, a little Daniel. <laughs> All the while you're saying like, no, I'm I'm 30. You guys, you I'm not, I'm not little Sharif anymore. I'm not a sharifito anymore. You guys. Yeah. I'm, I have my own company now. What are you doing? <laughs> right now, it doesn't happen because I, you know, I made my name and I had to prove myself a lot. You know, I had to like we had to struggle. I mean, I think Eliana and I work physically at twice as hard as anybody else just to prove our or or name. You know, just to to like to be respected. I guess. I mean. That's cool. Oh, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to bring shame. We don't, you don't want to bring shame <laughs> the, to the last. That's name. the hardest part is, is uh, representing the family. For me, it still happens because I'm the youngest one, so you know, I'm still trying to make a name for myself. But for uh, I get uh, compared to my brothers, it's almost like I'm third generation, so I get compared to Yamil and Eliana a lot. And I've had people literally ask me like, "Hey, are you as good as your brothers?" And it's like, you know, what do you even say to something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what to say, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. I get compared to Yamil, and I'm the oldest one, so yeah, I'm not, they, they, I'm not Elian, I'm not Elian, I'm Yamil's brother. They've called me Yamil Junior. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's fucked up. But it, but it's kind of cool because at the same time, it's it's like Emil said, like you work twice as hard. Like it's it's a good motivator. You know, uh, I find myself working way harder just to match that expectation. You know, that that uh, expectation that yeah, we are. You know, uh, we do work hard. We are good at what we do. You know, yes. you're not just representing a company. You're representing your family, and I think that's a a lot stronger of a motivator. Oh man, that's a lot of weight on your shoulders there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Yamil, when you get a job offer that you can't take, are you perfectly willing to hand it off to one of your brothers? That's uh, that. Well, yeah, that's how, exactly how 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 it happens. Basically, now I I'm I'm I was well not not now, but I last before last year I was pretty before busy. the before the apocalypse before the apocalypse. <laughs> it was pretty, yeah pretty busy and uh, basically um uh, yeah the way we work is 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 i i they call the company i design or or see the scope of the work i see the all the the the, the tedious part of how the budget the the size of the gig where are they gonna go which countries what are they gonna do what they're expecting us to do and then i uh elian and khalil will you know will call them and tell them look this pop up you guys oh i'm gonna design it elian and khalil probably gonna program it and and direct it you know go run the show um and that's how we go down you know we, we uh, that's how how we we do it uh, and there's also other guys that, that that work in in the company as well you know it's a bunch of of other lds that that represent the company and do the same things so, because sometimes the three of us are not enough and and uh, we have a bunch of friends you know that 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 are Ruben is one that, of them that right Ruben is one of them that that are part of the yc3 family uh, mm-hmm. even though they're not blood family <laughs> <laughs> right on i wonder if you ever get any uh weird looks when you say like oh, you know what i would love to do this gig for you i can't do it i'm really busy but you know what this is my brother you know sometimes <laughs> in the in the union that has kind of a bad rap where he's like oh you know my cousin will do this for you i just brought <laughs> I, him in yeah yes <laughs> well it, it does and it doesn't happen because uh the way i, I always in the first meetings i always let them know when i see the scope of work and i see the budget i really know if i'm going to be able to do it myself uh physically or if i'm going to send somebody and so i'd write off from the beginning and tell them okay i'm going to take the gig i'm busy doing this 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 and that but i want i want to do it i want to help you guys out and this this is the person that i'm probably going to put on board Okay. And, and I let them know from the beginning and I bring uh, uh, whoever that person's going to be. I bring that lighting director to the rehearsals, to the whatever. I try to put I put him in copy on the email from the from the beginning. So he's already part of the crew uh, from the from day one. That way it's not like, like I take the gigs and then I suddenly disappear and some other guy is, is running the console, you know, I try to avoid that a lot. I, I mean, I, uh, I, I'm really honest with the, with the production managers and the, or the artists when they, ha- when they call me, cause they really, they actually, they call the company. They don't, they don't call myself, you know, Got it. And, and it's what really well stated that we are a family business. It's not, it's just me. That's cool. It, it, uh, I would imagine that the full transparency makes it a lot more easier a lot easier for them to understand why this is happening and how you guys are so close. Right. And it's also, I believe that, that uh, 
there is people that are good, better than myself in a lot of aspects that I, if I bring him on board, is helping the production. For example, if I have a media server gig, I know that if I bring Ruben Lane on board, it's better than myself doing it, you know, because Ruben is a nerd master <laughs> on freaking <laughs> AIs, you know? So I'm not going to say, I mean, I'm, I'm honest, look, I'm going to take the gig, I do the design, I do the whatever I have to do, but I think this guy is going to be the perfect guy to, to put on this gig. And if the other guy is, is happy to do it, we make it happen. All right. So uh, th this one's uh, for all of you. I'm going to start with Elian on this one. When you guys are not at work, do you guys find other things to talk about other than lighting? Among us? Among the three of us? Among the three of you, when you're not at work, um, let's say well, it's a family uh, event, do you guys like, go have, into a little circle and just start talking about lighting? Uh, with uh, I have different conversations with these guys. So with, <laughs> with, with Jamil, it's tough. Because like he said, his passion is lighting. That's what he uh, that's what he breeds, he eats and drinks. So the conversation always circles around uh, <laughs> lighting, and we can go off and like you know, oh, remember that time when we were talking about our childhood, or maybe some soccer. We were sports fans, but uh, we always go back to because oh, we're sharing every project. Basically, we're sharing like every artist that we're doing. So one way or another, we end up. Uh, either talking about lighting or talking about uh, some some project that we're doing. And Got with it. Khalil, yes. With Khalil, I have a lot of uh, conversations um, about different topics, especially music and video games. That's what we love. We love music and video games. Okay. We both are uh, amateurs musicians. Um, I play the guitar. He he uh, actually is a hip hop artist and he plays a little bit, I think, of drums okay. as well. And, um, and we play video games cool. together. That's the way we stay in touch. So you do have outside interests. That's awesome. That's good to hear. I I, I have a lot of outside interests. Yes, yes. I do uh, modeling, you know, like uh, airplanes of yeah. World War II airplanes. I do a lot of that. And I do music. And um, yeah, that's it. Very cool. Uh, how about you, Khalil? Do you guys, do you end up uh, having outside conversations? Do you talk about anything other than lighting with, the, uh, with your meal? Sometimes it feels like all we talk about is lighting, but no, definitely we, we have other interests. Uh, like Elia said, like with Yamil, uh, I think he's the most passionate one about lighting and stuff. So it, it seems like the conversations revolve around that. And that's fine because um, we love what we do. So we love, I love talking about work. You know, it's a big part of our, our lives, but yeah, I definitely have other interests. Uh, I like to put computers together. I like to play video games. Uh, I like to design video games. I also... Uh, use Unreal a lot to to make video games. Right on. Uh, and, and yeah, I do a little bit of rapping as well. Um, Very so, cool. So yeah, I, I have other interests and and uh, with my dad, with with my dad, it's mostly just work. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that is the is the one that it, it, we have no family meeting without talking production. Yeah, my dad definitely. is more. I don't know why, but he always brings up. Uh, some sort of production conversation and uh, that's it once you bring it up it's on you know <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is i think i think uh, production is a part of my dad's life in uh 24 7 because he's a he's he's a he's gotten into christianity like a couple of years ago 
Okay. And he's working at the church. So now he works at the church. He's he's when he's not working, you know, his religion is uh, related to the production because he's working with the pastor. And everything else he's doing is uh, related to, uh, pr to production. So, but it's weird because he has he has like a couple of uh, hobbies. He's a he's a writer, an amateur writer. He published a couple of books. Okay. And I, I think one book he published, and then the other one didn't publish it. He just he's keeping it in the drawer. Okay. And uh, he's interested in politics and religion. He, okay. He's really interested in politics and religion. In fact, we talk about religion and politics um, a lot. But I don't see him that often. When so every time I see him, we talk a lot. So I guess religion, it's politics, and production. That's what he. That's what he. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's the only three things. That's my dad in a nutshell. That's my dad in a nutshell, right <laughs> Definitely. there. Definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Yamil, I asked that question so I get asked the follow-up one. When people start a corporation together, there are lots of hard decisions that have to be made, and people don't always see eye to eye. But then if they if they have a big disagreement, they can just go home and then have a discussion with their wife or somebody outside the industry. And then they can kind of come back to the conversation. Do you have that luxury? Do you get to get outside of the family YC3 productions realm and then come back into it to have a with a clear, clear head? Yes, uh, I do. Because my uh, in, a, in a way, because my wife is like a, she doesn't care enough about production to be you know so when i bring the problems that i have she always see it as as a, a from an outsider she sees the one that that uh, for example uh, i don't know let's say if i say i want to open let's say if i say i want to open a branch in uruguay so okay she's gonna tell me about is Elian going to move to Uruguay? Or he's already there. He's got friends in Buenos Aires. You know, she's the one that's going to bring me all the problems that I maybe don't see, you know. And then she, be, uh, and then I can make a decision later on based from an, from somebody else's perspective. My wife has a lot of. I bring all my all the gigs before I bring it up to anybody. When a new artist calls me, uh, I talk to her like because she's. I tell her, look, this is what this guy called me. This is what they have. This is what they're offering. I don't know what to say, you know, typical thoughts. And she's mm -hmm. always the one that brings me to the ground. Like, like we, we made a, we make a good team, you know? That's good. That's good to have that, uh, he, that outside the perspective. He'd be all over the place. If it wasn't for her, this guy would be all over the place. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I, I mean, I'll take, I'll take, cause I'm those, Type of how many that... projects today do you come up with he comes up with projects every day every day he's he has a million projects that he wants to do bro i do a lot of stuff at once, <laughs> you know and that's today for example i'll tell you i mean i'll just tell you today in the morning i'll tell you the morning man i got sneakers i sold them then i got some uh, capture car that was really good i got the capture car and then i, I put it into a server then i went to where i i collect antique cars and i fix them so i went to the antique where i have my car uh i tried to move it to another garage. i did a hundred things and got here before 1 p.m to get a, a, <laughs> on the podcast you know so that was just one morning of myself you know i do a lot of stuff and and that's what i do <laughs> man you are a busy busy man i love being busy man i love waking up early and do a hundred things you know so I do the same thing with work. I take a hundred gigs at once and then I need to spread them out. Nah, I mean, it's our, that, that's where we come in. <laughs> that's when they come in, right? 
Yes. <laughs> they get a lot of, oh man, I'm fucked. <laughs> Maybe yes. that's why you had a, a son, Yamil. Maybe you're you're getting ready to hand off some more oh, some hey, delegations. Yeah. They, like, you better, they are, they better already get know. ready, boy. Oh, they know. Both <laughs> of them know. You, you got it coming. Yeah, you don't have any, you're about to be third generation or does that, will that make them fourth generation? It, it kind of us does because my grandmother is the one that got my father into a theater because my grandmother used to be like manager for artists and 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 production wise you know be in production and that's the she's the one that got my dad when he was 19 into working to a theater so your kids are going to be fourth generation if they get in the industry yes <laughs> <laughs> Enzo's already programmed a little bit he's he's messed around in the console a bit yeah, he programmed a little bit. Mora too. They both of them program a little bit. Yeah, but Mora likes it. My daughter likes it way more than my son. My son, uh, he gets distracted pretty easy, you know, and 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 that's it. I don't see him uh, doing lighting. But my daughter, she she asked me all the time, "Can you take me to the gig? Can you take me to the gig?" I took him on tour. I took him all over the world with me. But they asked me a lot. My daughter is the one that asked me all the time. Like, can I go? Can I go? Can I do it? Can I, can I run the console? Can I program this? And, you know, my son doesn't, is not that much interesting. Oh, I don't know any kids that don't love pushing the buttons and hitting the moles and, you know, just sliding <laughs> faders and see what they do. My kids absolutely love it. Yeah, man, for sure. My kids probably had the best day of their life playing on a follow me system. They, they love that. It was like a... Oh. I I didn't have a chance to play to play with that. They have more experience than me already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't used them either. I've heard about the, you know that kind of system is a it's a myth for me. I, it's yeah. like a unicorn. You know, you hear about some. You know, there's a follow spot system that's automatic and exists in the first world. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta see that. <laughs> Yeah, my kids got to play with the ground control all the way up until my son turned the light on and started blinding one of the audience, uh, one of the security guards before the show. <laughs> that the end of that. That's it. <laughs> That's cool, man. I can only imagine those are the those are the magical moments that bring us into the theater, though. I can only imagine that if you had a chance to just go to a show, any show, pre-show, after show, and just. I mean, even playing with radios is something that's really cool for kids. Oh, yeah. My, my kids, I took them on tour, and they even on one of the bands that I toured, they are on the crew list. So they will get credentials and get radios and be backstage, and they love that. I mean, they used to, I mean, they, they love that. It's, it's so easy to uh, come in and just let them play with the console. And, you know, it's usually a mess, but then you got to get them, you got to pry them away from the console and then reset all your settings to make sure that you can still run a show, but it's, it's worth every second. For sure, man. I agree. 100%. Do you think that you'll send them with uncle Khalil and uncle Elion to go see shows? If I, if I brought him. Yeah. 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 A lot of times. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I bring my kids all around. Yeah. And, but again, I don't think, I'm not sure if they're going to follow our path, man. I'm not sure. I mean, well, you never know. Honestly, you never know. Who knows? Mora might be on the podcast in, in 10 years. <laughs> that would be awesome. First. That Chris, would be imagine so cool. if both of our kids are doing this in the future. Man. Oh, my God. If uh, we'll, I'll, I'll make a note in my calendar to see what where they're at in 10 years. Let's do it. Speaking of which, we're almost out of time. One of the questions I wanted to get to is... 
Have you guys, and this goes out to all three of you, have any of you worked side by side with your, with the, your dad on a tour or on a production? Many times. All of yeah. us. Many times. Yeah. That's the best. That's the best. That's, 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 no, that's, the, that's best the best is when we are all together. Like when we get like my yeah. dad doing production, because I get him all worked up on purpose, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I get it. Oh, man, I love that. I get my dad worked up so much, you know, and get, get him upset is like my passion. And, uh, <laughs> and these right. two, you know, they laugh about it, and it's awesome. I got to hear the story from the last time that all four of you were on the same show. Galil, were you on a, on the Montaner show, right? Yeah, yeah. The last time that we were all together, and uh, for example, with Elian, myself, and my dad, we had a lot of times that that happened because uh, we, we tour. We get... tour. We actually did like one of my first tour was with you and Dad in a tour bus. Right. right. So yeah. that, we, that you lost that jacket in in the arena in in the winter. <laughs> I was uh, I was doing uh dimmer I was the dimmer technician. <laughs> oh yeah. man, my dad got so upset. Like, look, my brother, we went on tour in wintertime, <laughs> right? So I br I brought everything, man. I got my jacket, I got my gloves, I got everything. Oh, and Elian is always like a, those type of person that travels with little amount of clothes, you know, like like a little bag. I yeah. I bring a lot of backpack and that's it. Elian is like the backpacking guy, and I'm the three bags type of guy. And my dad had like one jacket. Elian didn't bring a snow jacket or anything. It was cold. It was snowing. So we were, my dad finished his gig. He goes to the bus and we started, we kept, we stayed loading trucks with Elian because we were like the most underdog. My dad, yeah. my dad didn't give us the lighting gigs. We were like loading staging and stuff like that, rigging, whatever. So my Elian is like, hey, dad, let me get your jacket. I don't have one. It's, it's freezing. And he said, no, you're going to lose it. Come on, man. Give me the jacket. And my dad is like, okay, here. Hold, don't lose it. <laughs> And then we get on the oh bus, God. the bus takes off, and my dad's like, Elian, give me the jacket. Oh, fuck, I forgot it in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we went like 16 hours on the bus, and my dad, like, you know, like, <laughs> upset. Both of them freezing now. <laughs> right, they were both freezing, and then we stopped on, on a Walgreens or something, and we bought, you know, sweaters or whatever. <laughs> Man, that's, oh my God. <laughs> that's so me that's so me bro that's so me and my dad is always like i told you i think that's the thing that i for the, i heard my dad say the most is i told you i told yeah. you i told you he's like every every day i hear that from him i told you the worst thing is he told me so he's he's, he's right <laughs> he's always right <laughs> i love my dad more than anybody in the world. I don't think I'd want to be on a tour bus with him oh, for 16 man. hours having him tell me, having him uh, told me I told you so. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, man. yeah. It's, that it's, happens it's all the tough. time. Even oh, even with production, like, for example, if I tell him, hey, fly the, the video screen so we can hang our lights or whatever, right? And he's like, no, wait, because I got to get the backline in. Come on, man, fly. And then <laughs> he does. flies it. And then he gets stuck. You know, he can't get the backline because the screen or whatever. I say, man, I told you I shouldn't fly the... Uh, you know, that happens all the time. Like, because he's my father, we had that push. Like, come on, man, you run this shit. Fly the freaking draws, you know? <laughs> you, get, you know, we do that. I do that a lot. Man. When, I, when, I, when I tell him to do something for my benefit, even though I know he's going to get screwed. But... It, it doesn't take a lot to, to get him, you know, to get him nervous, to get him to the edge, to get him to yell a little bit. 
Yeah. You know, just push him a little bit and he'll, he'll be over the edge. <laughs> but we push him a lot, man. We, we do it. I do it on purpose, man. I, I love, I love. Because uh, then I tell him, you know, then I laugh. I tell him, hey, man, what's the joke? I'm sorry, whatever. We're joking around. But it's <laughs> those, those are the best stories. Working with that, I think, uh, give us the best stories later on. <laughs> Not too yeah. long ago, Kalina and I were in, in DR doing a gig with my dad. In, in, in December, we were over there for yeah. a week. Uh, and it was amazing, man. We had a, pla I had a blast. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Dad, you'd fly that upstage truss if you loved me. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. That's it. You got a little bit of pull. That's right. it. Right. Oh, you would have fly it if I was a Leon, right? <laughs> That's your favorite song, right? You ask you, you would have fly. It. <laughs> nah. I could have my whole floor package if, if Khalil was here, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we do that oh, a lot. Where I get my, Khalil and I will set this up by, by ourselves. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can we do that shit a lot. I can tell you, I look forward to being a fly on the wall for your next production where you guys we're all for you together. Then it sounds like you guys have a really good chemistry and a really good vibe together. Oh, for sure, man. I I, I have a lot of fun, and I I think like. That's something that I miss the most, you know, like like uh, sharing gigs with Elian and Khalil in different places uh, is something that, that that I'm looking forward to start doing it again soon. Yeah, we need to, we need to get back together sooner than later. This is this is getting to be too long, too 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 crazy for us. Yeah, it is. Definitely. It's too much for of everything, and it's something that most of the people were asking us. You know, like, hey, so you, are you guys doing something else? Are you guys looking into something else? And some people don't realize that for families like us, this is all we do. This is what, what we were born with. This, you know, I, I'm I'm not looking to do anything. Yeah. You know, basically uh, asking you to throw away your 25 year career. No, it's basically. not just your career. It's your career and your dad' uh, career and your grandmother. Is everybody yeah. that that is is what is our family business? You know, it's what we were born to do. This, so I'm not looking. If I go to school, like I say, to do architecture, will be just to implement it in my designs, not to not to change to architecture career. Yeah, I, I'm I'm absolutely 100% alongside you. This isn't just a profession. For you guys this is a family legacy this is everything you've ever known yep. uh, to ask any one of you to switch now would be devastating there's there's no reason that we can't get back together and we can't make this happen for sure man i agree and hopefully the way this is looking in the u.s we're gonna go back sooner than later so i'm looking forward for that yeah i look forward to it thank you guys so much for making time i really appreciate it uh, Elian, Khalil, Yamil, this has been a pleasure. I really look forward to running into you guys on the road sooner than later. Me too. Likewise. Same. Same. Thank you, guys. Likewise. Thank you for having us. 